Bruce Lawn. Judah Smith sued for creating a mandatory tithe for his church members. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Can't make this up, ladies and gentlemen. Judah Smith and his West Coast megachurch church home are facing a class action lawsuit for requiring staff to tithe 10% of their wages, a policy that violates two Washington state laws, the suit claims. The suit was filed Tuesday in Kings County Superior Court in the state of Washington on behalf of Rachel Clogg, a post-production producer at Church Home. Also included in the suit are any church employees who contributed part of their wages to Church Home during the relevant time period unless they opt out, said Eric Nusser. So everyone was having 10% mandatory taken out, and if you didn't, then apparently it was an issue. That's what it sounds like. And now all these folks are a part of this lawsuit unless they manually opt out. Okay, named as a defendant in a suit, a church home. It's Pastor Judah, and so it's not just his church. They're suing him. They're suing him. This is crazy. Okay, now if you guys don't remember Judah, uh, we highlighted uh, him recently. He made a video talking about how uh, you know there's a time and a place for for uh, manual ejaculation or masturbation. Okay, me and Arthur from Apologia Center covered that, and. Um, Yeah, according to the suit, church home threatened Kellogg with termination if she didn't give 10% of her wages back to the church, despite Kellogg's claim of financial hardship. Wow, so she was saying she was struggling, and they made her give and and threaten to fire her. This is definitely illegal, by the way. Despite Kellogg's claim of financial hardship, the alleged actions are consistent with church home's company-wide policy of compulsory tithing, which is outlined in the church's employee handbook attached to the filing. Now, we give well above 10%, just so so I don't have a problem with people giving 10% or whatever, but making it mandatory? Making it mandatory? The policy violates Washington Wages Rebate Act, which prohibits employees from collecting a rebate of any part of the wages from an employee, the suit claims. The suit also alleges that the policy validates Washington's Consumers Protection Act banning unfair acts of practice in the conduct of any trade or commerce. Together, these defendants have in gauged in a systemic scheme of wage and hour abuse against their employees, including the requirements that all employees rebate 10% of their gross earned. So this is not just a net, this is your gross. Before taxes come out, which is depending on you know where you are and how many kids you have and all that kind of stuff, this could be a lot. 10% could be a lot, okay? Um, against their employees, including the requirement that all employees rebate 10% of their gross earned wages back to the defendants in the form of tithes on a monthly basis or face actual or threatened pressure, discipline, or termination. Some churches consider tithing 
um, 10% of one's income, a biblical standard of giving. However, a Barnes survey last September found that only one in three pastors believe that traditional tithe, 10% tithe, should be the standard. About 20% said congregants should give a sacrificial amount, which is what I believe. And about 20% said standards should be as much as they are willing. Uh, the Roy's report reached out to Church Home for comment about the lawsuit, but the church did not respond. The lawsuit seeks to recover compensatory damages equal to the amount employees paid in tithe over the past three or to four years, as well as exemplary damages. Exemplary damages are twice the amount of paid according to the Wage Rehab Act. Wow. But under the Consumer Protection Act, exemplary damages are, t- are triple the amount paid. Holy moly. They're gonna, they they, they got to settle this, right? They got to settle this out of, out of court, right? Church Home currently employs 8,200 employees, but the church seat recently trimmed staff after closing several church home campuses and moving more to an online format. So the number of employees eligible to recover losses in the case could be substantially higher. Church home was one of the several churches recently named as participants in a so-called celebrity preacher scam involving the global megachurch Hillsong. According to whistleblower documents, church home paid $100,000 annually to be included in the Hillsong family, which enabled its celebrity pastors to receive large honorariums for preaching at mega churches of other celebrity pastors. There's a whole system here. They, they give each other expensive clothes and shoes. They, they, they send each other across churches and they pay uh, pretty large honorariums to travel, right? Um... And Church Home also came under fire after rehiring former campus pastor after third investigation found a uh, pre-predominance of evidence that the pastor... Whoa, whoa, whoa! Graped a woman. Yikes! Tithing more important than taking communion? Ooh, this is yuck. Holy moly, during the meeting, Smith said, I'll be very honest, people have already been transitioned and moved on and fired because they were not tithing, the suit claimed. Smith also reportedly asserted that 10% was a black and white issue, and more important than taking communion. This is a sickness of the highest order. No, Judah! What are you doing? Judah, call me, man! What are you doing, bro? More important than communion? I mean, Jesus clearly commanded us to take communion. Paul commanded us to take communion. Tithing was like soft-echoed. And I think it's a great, great principle. It's a great discipline. Budget for it. Nothing wrong with it. But come on. Hopefully that's a fake quote. Judah, you got to clear that up, bud. Judah, you got to clear that up, man. You got to clear that up. That cannot be a real quote. Smith also used scripture to imply that employees should sell their possessions and belongings rather than fail to rebate the 10% of their paychecks back to church home. Wow. Wow. After the, conf- after the video conference, Kellogg was afraid she'd be fired for not tithing, so she arranged for 10% of her wages to be automatically withdrawn for checking account. But about a month later, Kellogg reportedly got in a serious car accident, which totaled her car, poor girl, and left her with serious injuries. Kellogg bought a new car with higher payments. She also had to cover her um, several upfront medical costs. So this lady gets into a car accident and isn't able to tithe. Kellogg reportedly stopped tithing in December 2020 and didn't tithe um, for all of 2021. And in July of 2021, Kellogg lost her rental home and was forced to lease another home with substantially greater rent, increasing her financial strain. November 2021, church home's chief... Please tell me they did not fire this poor lady. Creative officer Wes Halliburton spoke with Kellogg and told her she needed to resume tithing, the the, the suit says. In follow-up messages attached to the firing, Halliburton wrote, I'm... 
I'm not sure if you've started giving since our last conversation, but that needs to happen ASAP. Kellogg responded that she planned to resume giving in January, but she added, it likely won't be a full 10% to start, but I'll be doing my best to work my way up as time goes on and my finances become a little more stable. Wow. And this is the email. Holy moly. Again, I think tithing is a great principle. Just like I think Sabbath is a great principle. If you want a Sabbath, praise God. Praise God. Sun night, sundown on Friday to sun sundown on Saturday. Turn up your devices and Sabbath. Praise God. When you start making these sorts of things standard and mandatory, you got to give an exact tenth of your gross. And if you don't, it's a church company policy and they're going to discipline you. This is wild, man. This is this is this is not this is not reasonable in my opinion. Right? Like I think we're looking at things from a very hyper literal standpoint. And yeah, I would I would find another church. I would find another church. Because here's the deal, here's the deal. And this is the scriptures are clear. Don't be given out of compulsion, don't be given um have give with a cheerful heart. Here's here's my philosophy. If churches lead well, steward transparently, and provide some sort of financial resource, like, I don't know, FPU, or something to help people get out of debt, something to help people get on a budget. Because you would be, you would think that like people should just know this stuff. Yeah, they should, but most don't. If you're coming from poverty, even if you're coming from middle-class upbringing, you may not know how this stuff feels. You, you may not know what it's like to have a budget to, to save money, to be diligent. You may not know these things and you just might be detached from it. So when churches step up and help people get on a budget, get financially savvy, take care of their finances, when churches help people do that, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked that as people clean up their finances, as people get out of debt, as people get on a budget, the giving naturally will give up because you want to be generous and you especially want to be generous to a church that's helping you grow in that area, right? It's just reciprocity. This is common human behavior. I want to be generous because the church has been generous to me and therefore I am going to go above and beyond, right? And so this has been our church for us, right? This has been our our, 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 our church for us, like, we give above 10%. We've been giving above 10% for a long time. That is sacrificial giving to me. We don't do it out of compulsion. We don't do it because we sound some membership agreement. We don't do anything like that. We just give out of abundance and what God has done for us, and, and, and it's dope. And we give to other charities, and sometimes we give to other ministries, right? So it's interesting that if you shepherd people well, if you lead people well, the byproduct of that is usually them wanting to pour back into the church that's helping them. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Instead of doing, like, literally doing it under compulsion. Under compulsion, making people do something that they don't feel comfortable doing. I'm also not promoting suing your church. That sounds pretty crazy too. But uh, I mean, I think Judah and these folks stepped in some poop. I think they stepped in some poop. And I don't think this is how you get people to be generous. I think you get people to be generous by loving and being generous with them. Going above and beyond to pastor and shepherd them. And if you do that, well then, I think the byproduct of that is reciprocity. So, I don't know. That's my opinion. That, that's always been my advice to pastors is, uh, man, shepherd your people well, love your people well, create systems, create ways for them to plug in, create ways for them to, 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 to grow, and you'll be shocked by how well things go for them. So this is Jesus riffing on the hypocrites, right? He says, woe to you, uh, teachers. Woe to you, teachers of the law. Um, you hypocrites, you give a tenth of your spices, mint, dull, and, and, and some in, come in, but you have de- neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to teachers of the law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, you clean the outside. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. So this is the, this is the verse that's often used to say, well, Jesus promoted tithing, right? Um, because he says, you should have done the latter, you should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. So Jesus is saying, you know, have just scales, and you should give, and you also should do these things. Here's the thing with that. Um, remember that the Gospels is under the, the laws of the Jews at the time. When Jesus dies and rises, we enter a new covenant, right? The church is established. The Holy Spirit is sent, right? The, the, we're born again now. We're not maintaining laws. We're born again. The word is now written in our hearts. Um, And so if you look at the rest of the New Testament, you'll notice a couple of things echoed from the Old Testament. The laws echoed from the Old Testament. Avoid sexual immorality, right? Um, uh, uh, Have no idols before you, right? All of these different things. So we see these things echoed in the New Testament. Paul echoes them repeatedly, so on and so forth. We don't see the tithe echoed in the New Testament epistles, we see generosity echoed. So my opinion, and this is just my opinion, my opinion is if you're stewarding your money financially, you should be working to giving above 10%. That's my opinion. Sacrificial giving. And so I think the tithe, some people say it's the floor. I think it's a good principle. Another thing you also see is um, the Sabbath not echoed in the New Testament. You see the Sabbath in the Old Testament, but then you see Jesus saying, man is made for um, uh, the Sabbath is made for man, not man is not made for Sabbath. So I think that's a principle that we can extrapolate and we can glean value from and we could implement, but I don't think it's a mandatory thing, right? So if someone is on a fixed income and they literally have just enough for food, for shelter, and that's it, right? They, they got, maybe you guys don't know people like this. People who are on a fixed income, they're disabled. There is no raise. There is no extra hours. There is nothing. They literally have just enough for food and shelter. And they got EBT. 
It's what we have here in California, right? Like it's food stamps. I don't believe that God is mad at those people if they can't give an exact 10%. Folks who are disabled, folks that are on um, uh, SSI, so on and so forth. I don't think God is in heaven mad at the elderly because they're not giving 10% of their gross income. Right? On, on top of which, like the tithe was for the Levitical priests. And it did other stuff. And it was it was actually above 10%. It worked, it was like a it worked on the roads and all kinds of stuff like that. Right? So if folks are on a fixed income, they're disabled. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying in that verse. I really don't. I don't think Jesus is like, yo, if you're on a fixed income, you're on SSI, and you don't give a tenth, you don't give exactly 10%, I'm mad at you and you're in sin. I don't believe that's God's heart. What about the couple in Acts that God killed when they lied about selling their house? We, we could read that because that's another one that gets butchered all the time. We could read that. Because that wasn't a... The, by the way, people read Acts and they think that they were required to sell everything. They weren't. They weren't. I'll tell you again, they weren't. The early church was not required to sell everything. I know we want to take the rich young ruler story and conflate it with this is what the, all the church did is they sold everything they had. They didn't. And if you just read this, the, the, the story on its own, it's fairly straightforward. Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back a part of the money for himself, but but brought the rest of it and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said to Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received of the land? Now listen to, listen, see, listen to what's said right after. Is it because they didn't give all the money or is it because they lied? There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. Didn't it, it, didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at whose disposal? At whose disposal? At your disposal. They didn't have to give all of it. It was at their disposal. Right? Because this is, you, get, you can get into communism and you get into wealth, wealth redistribution and all this goofy stuff when you start reading these scriptures wrong. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? So this idea that you got to sell everything to follow Jesus is nonsense. You should be generous. Okay? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. And then he fell dead. So the issue with this story is that they lied, is that they, they, they fronted, is that they tried to make it look as if they, gave, they, they were giving all the money, but they didn't. That's the issue. It wasn't that they kept back some of it. It was that they lied about keeping back some of it. If folks sell a house and they want to give all the money to the church, praise God. If they want to give 5% to the church, praise God. If they want to give 80% to the church, praise God. If they want to give 100%. The, the issue is when you cap and you act like, oh, we sold a million dollar house. We gave a million dollars to the church. But really, you sold it for two million and you kept a million for yourself and you're fronting. That's the issue. The issue is the heart. What's the heart behind it? And so again, Man, some of you guys are going through it. Some of you guys are, are, are in fixed incomes. Some of you guys are struggling. God's more concerned about your heart. God's not concerned about the, the, the percentage. God's concerned about the sacrifice. Yeah, some of y'all give 1%. Praise God. Start there. Make it regular. Make it consistent. Right? 
You should have an open hand mentality. You should be generous. Some folks who are on a fixed income, and I mean like on a fixed income where like you're not finessing the system, like you literally, unlikely you'll ever work again, right? Or you're, you're elderly. Unlikely you're, you're gonna, your income is going to increase. But those of us that are in positions where um, we're doing well, like continue stewarding that onto the world, to, to the glory of God. Continue being generous onto the glory of God. No, I don't believe you have to tithe. I believe you get to give. Pastors care about income because they need your money to keep the funds going. Paul was against it. He was a tent maker. Well, Paul was, I think, the exception to the rule. Um, and I think he kind of made that point because Peter and the other apostles were taken care of by the churches they traveled to. And that's a good thing. So I don't think there's anything wrong with pastors being taken care of. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, pa Paul points out that Peter traveled with a wife. That's a whole nother conversation, right? So um, Paul said so, like said like, hey, like I worked among you so that, so that you can't even, I don't even want it, but you really should be taking care of me. I always find it interesting um, when we twist these things. You know, when, when we twist these things, because I don't think it's, I don't think either extreme is helpful. I hate when people who don't give anything to churches at all have the biggest opinions on money. That's, that's a good point. That's a W point. If you want to go the extra mile and partner with us here to keep us independent and only answering to you so that we don't have to do brand deals, consider partnering with us in our online community for as little as $5 a month. Get the access to these daily replay streams, completely unedited. Early access to every time we have a podcast guest in, which we have one coming this week, a special guest. Discord access, discount codes to our store, so much more for as little as $5 a month. Ultimately keeping us independent and never having to take a brand deals to make commercials like these. Our friends at GenuCell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your back. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SayMine.com. Established Titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Object credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR, included 0.50% auto pay discount. If you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, sign up for our online community for as little as five dollars a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss you get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after party streams exclusive access to our discord community and early access to our podcast interviews all starting for only five dollars a month king stream entertainment Bruce Lawn. You may not know I make music, but I got a new song coming out. And it's something I need you to do, but first, I want you to hear a snippet of the song. In a moment, I gotta overcompensate by building tabernacles. Why the world is rubbernecking Eve one of the Adam's apple. Whoa there. Why you wanna go there? Time to shut the door, cause we letting out all the cold air. <laughs> Yo, double R back, baby. It's not for Rolls Royce, it's for rap Bruce Lawn. Let's get it. Now, in order to get this song to the top of Spotify, I I need your help. I need you to click the link below or go to ruslantothemoon.com and pre-save this song. What is a pre-save? It means that this song will be added to your library to remind you to listen to it the day it comes out. And it also tells Spotify's algorithm that millions of people need to hear this song. So help me promote Christian music that contextualizes the gospel and will help change lives by going to ruslantothemoon.com or clicking the link below. Why you wanna go there? Living for the approval, the man will get you nowhere.